Be live from the 315. Um, Euro, since we're here and we're waiting for the show to start, you should uh, check out Little Dirk's album. It just came out yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I've been uh, I've been playing that ahaha back to back to back, though. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I like I feel like you got me kind of like confused, you know, not confused, but like twisted. Like I said, I I don't listen to Dirk. I'd be listening to Dirk. I just, you know. I just like his old stuff you, better. I do too, but I feel like his new stuff. It's hard to find a song to not like, in my opinion. And and what I said was, I don't think his solo stuff can hold mm-hmm. a candle to any of the stuff that he has a feature on, or that he's featured on. Yeah, I feel like his verses are just like constantly better than everybody else's. I feel like the same little baby. Like it's hard for yeah. me to find a bad verse with him. Yeah, yeah, little baby goes, and I mean that's not to say that I think you know he has bad verses. I feel like you know it's almost like that T Pain effect, you know how, or like a uh, Ty Dolla Sign, you know th- them by themselves. It's like I mean it's cool, but mm-hmm, if they mm-hmm, feature mm-hmm. somebody, it's like a whole nother you know level. So that's how I feel about Dirt. Who is better at it? I mean, we can have that conversation on PC music, but we need to think about that out of Ty Dolla and. T Pain. Oh come on! All that's not time. Even a, that's not even all a, time. Ty all time. Like, all, all, all time's kind of disgusting. But if we're just talking about who's better at making a song, yeah, Kevin that's what I mean. I'm like, of course, impact oh. like career. It's like the what's that? The John Stockton versus D Wade. <laughs> no, <laughs> John Stockton versus D Wade. Like right, fluent loves to get off. Let's get into it because we're gonna have an hour show for you guys. I know we've probably mentioned this before, but we're trying to bring you. More content, um, we're going to slip in as many of these hour-long segment-type shows as possible in between uh, full Players' Choice shows. So today we're breaking down the Suns roster, talking about everything Phoenix Suns. But there is a couple other things that uh, we might want to discuss before we get into that. Shaq, did you want to talk about Kyrie and the the Nets uh, Sixers? Yeah, I want to talk about it. But first, I want to say, if you have um, number one NBA debate show in your bio, please remove it. I don't know Fast. who needed to hear that. Fast. <laughs> I, I I told you guys we were <laughs> we were lawnmowing people down in in and it's happening. So um, <laughs> shout out to everybody. Um, I'm not going to keep begging people to be a part of this. Um, I think those days are over. Either you're rocking with it, so you're not moving forward. So, but uh, I don't know if anybody else has anything to speak on. But we had a, a real viral day yesterday. I was going to ask: Did um, anything interesting happen yesterday? I don't know. Not according to Jason Williams, he quickly uh, answered that tweet and was like, "Yeah, no, what happened?" Yeah, it's a pretty <laughs> slow day yesterday. Yeah, that was my agent said his phone was blowing up. With people contacting him about that quote, but he said Jay Will don't give a fuck. Yeah, Jay Jay Will don't care. So we cool, we chilling. I didn't care either. You know, there were plenty of comments under that though that understood where he was coming from because the Lakers, obviously, with all the legends that they have, like there's an argument that could be made for Kobe not to be top five Laker. You know, I mean, it's just a I know there's a lot that that ruffles. It's an argument that you can make. You know what I'm saying? I like I don't agree it, with it. I, I don't feel agree like, with it at all. I feel I like wanna... that's not the nastiest thing that happened on Players Choice. 
I, I wouldn't. I don't agree with it. I don't agree agree with it. I don't know, Euro. That's I don't agree with it. You know, I would have never said that. But fam, you know, there's a lot of Laker legends out there. You know, and I'm not here. You know, coming to coming to Jason Williams' defense because obviously, you know, he he can handle himself when it comes to that stuff, and he's standing on what he's standing on. But but I, I I do see you know what he means listing off all those legends you know and a lot of Ooh, that stuff I, a lot of that stuff is so personal the preference one or the fifth one like okay Baylor. let's even put Bron in there so Baylor. who's fifth that's Baylor is what people are saying hold on did, did, did you put Will Chamberlain in there yeah Wilt, Magic Kareem uh, Shaq Kareem LeBron I, yeah right there yeah, I, that is, and, and then Baylor is there that. too, you know. So you I, I'm not. That. I'm not debating it. I'm not debating. I want to. I want to. <clears> I want to bring that up uh, on the full show because I I want to dive into that a little bit. But check. Hey, hey, JD, can I just say, player's choice, <laughs> as you see, is the place where you can come and just get off your nastiest take possible, and we welcome you. Okay, we yep. we we welcome of you course. with open arms. Of course, that's we, pretty crazy that that happened like that. <laughs> you know what's funny and and we can move on after this but uh the a lot of the comments are saying nah they they're just saying that for views like we didn't prompt him to say anything you guys think we you guys think we 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 like gave jay will a bag to right. make him come on and say that right what bag can we give jay will it's jay will to say that, and, you and here's the thing: behind the camera with a gun to him, like, no, Jay, we'll say this. Yeah. And let's not <laughs> and let's not gloss over the fact that um, Chilltown was like, "That's not nasty. That's not exactly. ridiculous to say." Exactly. He also so he agreed, kind of low key agreed with that. I'm not sure if he's making Kobe that same argument. In, so you already he know that it, he cleared it up on his page. He uh, oh, did he? Someone asked him a question. He cleared it up. He he's got a video on his TikTok talking about it. So yeah. I gotta check that out. Chilton I mean, Chill and Jay Will are both pretty Will. nasty. Cause Chill, yeah, they both Chill, were nasty that episode. Chill said he's number eleven on his list. Right. I would. I damn near think I would respect Jay Will's take saying Kobe's not top five because that's a legitimate top five. You can put Will is five in your top five and then get away with that, you know. But Kobe not top ten. That's just. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's not something you say. It's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a bad get off. Do we want to touch on the Nets Sixers really quick? Um, yeah, the the Nets are gonna lose that series. The <laughs> Nets are gonna lose that series. It is written, <laughs> I see it in the stars. Like I like when people get that first blow in and get cocky. Mm. You know, KD, I'm with you when you write. Like y'all towed him up. You was y'all was John. The reps let y'all go. I appreciate that. Yeah. You gotta win four of those. Yeah. You got to win four of them. I agree. So good luck. I, I I don't think there's even a takeaway from this. The Nets showed up, did what they were supposed to do, and the Sixers weren't competitive from the tip off. So like, there's you know, I don't I don't see a scenario play out where in the playoff series the Sixers don't show up and the Nets can just thrash them four games straight, including home games where Kyrie is you know still up in the air whether or not he's going to be able to participate or not. If they, you know, them blowing them out by a 30 piece, like I don't, I don't see that happening at all. And, and we still haven't even seen Ben Simmons with them and how that works. So that's exactly. 
Exactly. And he's not an easy piece to just plug in that like, you've got to work with that. And exactly, that's going to be so weird. And that's another, and that's yeah, another ball handler. And that was a point, and that was a point that was an issue, you know, like even if it was a, like a minor issue, but with James Harden and Kyrie, you know, two ball handlers, guys that need to, you know, ball in their hands to like run the offense, do whatever they need to do. And they had a, you know, back and forth for like some games where it's like, yo, who is doing what now? And I think that's going to be the same with Ben Simmons. They're going to have to figure that out once he comes back. And uh, that's some more time off the clock for them that they don't really, that they can't really afford. Is he coming back though? So in my, my thing yeah. to that boo up is even oh, if he no. does come back, it's so late in the season, he hasn't touched. Well, he's touched a basketball obviously, but he hasn't gotten any game time in this whole season. His conditioning is going to be interesting to see his flow in the game you know, you, that's not easy to just come back and you've seen it with Clay Thompson. You got to get your your footing under you uh, and get used to playing in NBA games again. So does he have enough time to adjust come playoffs if he does come back, which I'm assuming they're anticipating he's going to come back for playoffs. But It's saying March, March um, 18th is his debut. That's what one in the chat said um I, I it's just weird for me because now i'm starting to wake up i'm like i okay let's get the the crust out of my eyes i sat here and defended ben simmons for months on end back to back to back and you guys told me not you guys but in general that he was the most trash player ever now all of a sudden when you plug him into this it's just gonna work effortlessly and flawlessly i can't wait to see it good luck i hope that it does i really do but that that's just weird. Not everybody loves Ben Simmons. It's a weird take. It's, the, it's like a it's Nets a weird bias take. across the board. There's a Nets bias. And I, I responded to somebody in the, in the comments on YouTube uh, where I don't I don't understand how we say the Lakers are the worst in the league or like, you know, seemingly make them out to be that. And the Nets are sitting literally in the same exact spot just in uh, the East. And we just like we still think they can compete for a title. I'm not saying that's a, you know, for either team, that's an accurate depiction, like where they need to be like placed or ranked at. But the gap between the two is not big. You know, the the Nets may be better and all this and that, but it's still they're in the East and they're sitting where they're sitting. The Lakers on the West and they're sitting where they're sitting. And that's the same boat. So I don't really understand how people go so crazy on over the Nets and and hate on the Lakers the way that they do. It's all narrative to me. And I'm confused. How did the Nets win this trade? That's what I'm still confused. You traded away James Harden and got Ben Simmons at the end of the day. You could try to say all of the pieces that come along with it. You guys are just doing things just to make yourself feel better. It's it's re- it's really weird that Ben Simmons is all all of a sudden the answer to you guys winning a ring. But I don't know because if if Kyrie was injured in the playoffs last right. season, <laughs> does, does Ben and K- KD get it done? The ne- or the you guys won last night? <laughs> cool. And I'm that's not saying good. that they're the better team. The playoffs are different, but. Cool. What I'm, what I'm going to say in terms of that, and we'll, we'll get to this when we talk, when we do Philadelphia's playoff breakdown, but I think Philly goes as James Harden goes. James Harden started That's off the not game true. one for 10. That's not true. James Harden, so why did they get smacked last night? Embiid didn't have a good game either. Embiid but you guys always sweep that under right. the rung too. He shot a million shots. Look at the, look at how many shots. I think he took I mean, nine, listen. but he took like 23 first. I mean, it's like, what? what? Embiid wasn't Mr. Reliable. Like James you're, Harden had eleven though, Shaq. He, he can't have eleven points. Come on, come on. There's no way. They, it's, that's not what they brought him in the it's, it's Philly one today, game. Hey, and I'm, 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 I'm not saying this to even talk bad about James Harden. 
I'm saying this to say that Philadelphia goes as James goes. If James gets a 25-point triple-double, Philly's going to beat Brooklyn. No, because they could go even before James Harden even got there. And they're not shooting below 30% or around 25% from the field or whatever they were shooting. That's like, not, like this is not happening. This is a, a one-off. If there was ever a one-off, this is the one. Mm-hmm. No, well, but, I, but it I, is I James Harden's job to get his teammates easy uh, looks. Yeah. But he just got there too, and this is exactly what I mean by like inserting a new player, especially a caliber like him. Though, just because he's fight, yeah, boy. You know, it, it, now they meeting somebody. Now there's attention. Now there's like you know, everybody's Dude, looking towards hype. this this matchup. You're okay. You know, what I mean? you're going to be doing different things. You're going to be trying different things. And this the Katie and Kyrie have good games. What's wrong with that? Yes, they played phenomenal. Yeah, okay, so what if well. one of them have a bad game? Do they win? Uh, I don't know. It's a toss-up. I'm just so, saying. Okay, Philly, so then what are Philly, we talking Philly about? Go, I'm a... saying Philly goes as James goes right now. If James okay, has a good how game, does the Nets chances, go? Their chances of winning skyrocket. The Nets. Tell go, me how the Nets go. The Nets go like KD and Kyrie goes. If them two are making so, it's KD and Kyrie. Per, okay, it's, I disagree. It's, I think it's, it's hard not. To it's what it's what Ben Simmons is going to be for that team. If he's going to truly be the answer, then I think that's going to make the difference with the Nets. Like. If he just coming in there and 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 he's not Ben Simmons, that I think he should be uh, better in this situation. Because, like, he's not going to be asked to do the same things in Philly. His 16, 8, and 8 is going to be looking very good over there in Brooklyn, in my opinion. And let me tell you, let me tell you guys right now, Bulls are going to the second round. Oh, boy. That's my, that's my hot take. All right. That's not a hot take, Shaq. Let's. Thank you. Let's get into this. Uh, Ron, I'll let you take over, but let me get a couple formalities out of the way. If you're on YouTube, make sure you like the video. Shout out to everyone tuned in live on Twitch and YouTube. I wanted to touch on this really quick as well. If you follow us on social media, you've already seen that we broke the top 30 in the United States for basketball podcasts. Uh, We're currently sitting at 18 right now in the United States. So if you have Apple Podcasts, Please, please, please go to the our our show. Go uh, download the show, even if you watch on YouTube. Download it, rate it, review it. I think it's just going to continue helping us push it, and let's see if we can break top 10 in the next few days, in the next week, whatever. Um, but shout out to everybody who's been supporting the show and pushing us pushing us higher and higher. And, it's, and, it's been crazy. Go ahead, check. And shout out to the Apple Podcast algorithm um, for doing weird things. When weird things. All right, Ron. They're, they're doing weird things. <laughs> they're, they're doing really weird things. Like they boosted us up, but they're acting weird over there because they don't understand what's going on over here. It's not traditional to them. They hear Ron's takes and they get a little <laughs> they get a little nervous and I get it. I understand it. <laughs> hey, me, me, me and Dub, we got a secret group chat where we've been constructing things. We got more where that comes from. They, look, they must watch hey. they must watch gridiron. Yeah. Thank, thank, thank you as well, Jay Will. We appreciate that. <laughs> All right, All right folks. So uh we're doing our playoff breakdown. We're gonna go, you know, by by teams that are obviously gonna be in the playoffs. Uh, the first team that actually has clinched their playoff berth is the Phoenix Suns. Uh, how ironic! They're the best team in the league record-wise. They're fifty-three and thirteen. They're um, first in the in their conference, first in their division. Yada yada yada. I'm gonna just give you guys their roster and their starting five. So their roster, their starting five is uh, DeAndre Ayton at center. Uh, you got Jay Crowder at power forward. Um, you have Mikael Bridges at the three. 
Devin Booker at the two, and obviously Chris Paul at the one. Uh, their key bench pieces are um, Cameron Johnson. He had a 38-point game the other night, a big game winner. Uh, buzzer beater, JaVale McGee, Cameron Payne, uh, Landry Shamit. They just got Aaron Holiday, uh, Torrey Craig, and Bismack Miyambo. Those are some of their key pieces. That's their roster. Um, so now we're just going to talk about what is the dynamic of their team, what makes them go, and what are their weaknesses. And so to start us off, we're going to start with just their offense. Um, points per game and their offensive rating. Uh, Mars, you want to kind of give us a, a rundown on what that what that entails? Oh, so basically offensive rating, I'm sure most people know, it's just about points scored per 100 possessions, which is basically on, the easy. Hold on, Mars. Hold, hold on, hold on. NBA, I don't know how the hell with this roster you guys are letting Phoenix run the table like this it's in the regular insane. season. It's crazy. I don't know with this it's roster crazy. how you guys are even allowing something like this. I'm sitting here looking at it. I'm looking at the names. Okay, Devin Booker and Chris Paul. But I see Aiton, Bridget. You guys are making these, these guys all look like all-stars and deserve max contracts. They're all key pieces. It's crazy. I just wanted to say that. My chemistry bad. over talent. I, I was going to say, I said you're, look, you're, yeah, looking said you're looking at chemistry. it the wrong way. Don't look at their names. Look at their play styles and how they fit. JD, exactly. though, it's the NBA. You're, that's the first thing you do is look at their names. Of like, course. like, just think about it. When James Harden got traded to the Nets, we're like, James Harden, Kyrie, KD. Oh, my God. It's about to be the best thing since the Jackson 5. I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm still leaning towards my, my 76ers. But the I'm Jackson just saying. Is fire, like, by the, the way. The, the oh, Suns CP3 is... CP3 is a, a proven winner. I don't care what you guys say. So he's not empty stats. <laughs> I mean, he for sure is empty stats, but he elevates. He gives everybody else the opportunity for empty stats. Hold on, hold on. You could be empty well. stats and a proven and, winner at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a nuance. <laughs> okay, it's a nuance. It's That's a nuance. You could be empty stats and a winner. That's nice. I've seen it. I've seen it with Westbrook. It it, it happens. It's a career what, context, Ben. What but season was he a winner and empty stats? Like, um, with the Clippers, with Lob, with Lob City, with the Houston Rockets, when he got injured, like anytime he gets injured in the playoffs, I, I count that that's a winning season for me for, for okay. Chris Paul. Okay. Because I feel like he actually had a chance to wait. So, Luka, I mean, it's kind of Luka nasty. Doncic is a winner then. No, no, no. He has to make it out the first round and he can't, he, he doesn't get injured. He goes in there and puts up numbers and gets smacked by Kawhi every time. He did but, I mean, get out the first round, didn't he? In the no, bubble? No, no, no. Nah, I lost no. in six. Um, no. I don't think you know who I was about to be nasty. <laughs> Never mind. Let's, let's move along because I, Luka Doncic is killing, and I'm ready to walk back my Jason Tatum takes. Oh, <laughs> yeah! Wow, that yeah. is. A I, I was I was I was watching news. that in 4K. Yeah. I was watching that in 4K on IG, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, "May okay, yeah, yeah." I don't know. I just feel I'm like because he was killing. That was the game where he was. Um, who did they play? Ron, I think you sent me the highlights. Charlotte 44. Yeah, 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 Charlotte. Charlotte. Uh, Actually, somebody, one of the fans sent it to me. I was like, all right, let me watch this. It was like 10 slides on the carousel. And I was like, Tatum is going crazy right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's efficient. So, and somebody also said he's first in defensive shares for small forwards in the league. Then I told him to name me all the small forwards after him. And I don't think he messaged me back. But I mean, congrats. Hats off to Tatum. Go ahead, Mars. Oh, okay. So, um, 
Yeah, offensive rating just points scored per 100 possessions. Good measure doesn't get inflated by pace and whatever. Phoenix are fourth in the league with 113.5. And I think that's a key indicator that they score with the best of the teams, even though people don't really talk about them as an offensive team. I don't know why. But um, their effective field goal percentage too, that's fifth best in the league at 54.5%. So not only are they scoring a lot, they're again very efficient shots, mainly comes from CP and what he's able to generate on offense, which is key for them. Their point differential is the best in the league by a pretty solid margin at 7.8. So they're not really in a lot of close games, which says a lot about how they're able to handle business and where. Can I ask a question on that point? Yeah. You said that the reason why they are, you know, mixing it up with the best of them and obviously our top of the league is because everything runs through CP. Now with CP's history of injury in the postseason, do like how severe do you think the drop off is going to be if he happens to be, you know, knock on wood that he don't, but if he happens to be out again for like, let's say just two or three games in the playoffs and those are, you know, the crucial games that they would need in order to advance to the next round or even win the championship. It's actually interesting you spoke about that because I have a bit here for assists per game. And um, I bet the Suns are fourth best in the league in terms of assists at 27, but CP is more than a third of them. And um, the only teams that have guys with double digit assists averages who won a title was the Lakers in 2020 and the Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson Lakers in the 80s. And whether or not we can rely on CP to be that level of player in the playoffs is kind of yet to be seen. We've never seen a player who's that ball dominant in terms of assists and that mainly the only real playmaker on the team really lead a team to a title. So that's a bit of a concern for them. But overall, their offense is very solid. I have a question about uh, assists. Do you think the NBA should start tracking hockey assists? Um, I have a yes. Sure. Yeah. yes, I do too. Should for sure. I yes. do too because, because I think I, it's an important. I, I think it gets overlooked a lot. Yes. Well, and I think here's the thing. I think a hockey assist in the NBA, specifically, uh, you know, with the NBA, I, I think is also you swing it to the corner from like the opposite wing or something like that, and then that person takes like two dribbles straight to the rim and scores. I think that should be a hockey assist instead of an assist. Yeah, I also think um, I got I'm, I'm drinking. I'm drinking tea, and I had an espresso, and I'm about to open up this Kit Kat. Um, that's for the chat. Um, but anyways, I I think I got a wild take. Honestly, because I hoop, and I feel like not being the point guard, my opportunities to get an assist come few and far between. Everybody has to make the shot, so I feel like I should be credited for getting somebody a wide open look. Mm-hmm. Um. It's not my fault that they tricked off the shot. In football, if the QB passes the ball and the receiver catches it, but he fumbles it, he still gets credited for those yards. So why does it? Why does my good eye vision get looked over and then nobody sees that I did a good job by getting into the paint and kicking out? I mean, it's in, because um, Jack, I don't because think that's you, wild. Because I, I actually agree with that. I think they should have some way of tracking and measuring some metric. how many times you get somebody an open look per game. And the the percentage, right, of how many they make or miss or whatever in tracking your because you're still playmaking for your team. No, one thousand percent. But it's like the point just, guards only get credit. Right. They're throwing it to the big man a hundred hundred times. And I'm so tired of the P the P E R, whatever it's called, the plus minus scale, because it's just built for big men and point guards. 
that's all it is built for rebounding. Um, you know how hard it is to get a steal compared to a rebound, but every rebound that these seven footers who are standing in the key get, it's plus one for them. So the stats just look amazing, of course. All right, whatever. Um, Shea asks what a hockey assist is. It's when you pass it to the person that passes it to the person that makes the basket. So if I pass it to JD and JD passes it to LeRon, LeRon makes the basket, I get credit for the hockey assist. That's basically what it is. And when it um, comes to the Phoenix Suns, they are actually a team that moves the ball extremely well. I know a lot of people give Chris Paul credit for that. Uh, Monty Williams should get more credit for that too. That's their head coach because it's actually a culture type of thing. And even without Chris Paul, watching the Suns, they move the ball around every single possession. More than usually three, three to four people touch the ball every single possession. And that makes it easier for people to get hockey assists. That makes it easier for the team to get more assists. And they're just, they're just an unselfish team in general. For sure. Um, actually, in oh, football or soccer, however you want to say it, there's a stat called expected assists, which I think, Shaq, you'd like. It's just about if, if you create an opportunity for someone, they calculate what the chances of that opportunity being converted was, and then you get given that like percent as like a stat. And it's just like you measure what you're creating rather than – because the assist is mm-hmm. dependent on someone making a shot. What they do is they just give you the credit for creating the opportunity for the shot to be made, which I think basketball should really try to look into. And I don't think it would be that hard to really bring in. Right, because right I mean, I'm pretty now, sure the analytical guys would it be do. fair? Yeah, who knows sure. what type of analytics they're tracking? Because what you have to do, right, as a scout, is you just have to understand what this person does outside of the stat sheet, right? This person's getting open looks for their teammates because of whatever reason. They're moving on the floor. They're setting these screens, whatever they're doing. So... You can't really measure it on stats. You just have to be watching, paying attention to who's doing what. And that's why when teams go and sign players and you're like, you're just digging into stats, right? You're like, what is this player even bringing to the team? Not even knowing that their skill set that doesn't necessarily fill the stat sheet is what yeah. that team needs, right? <clears throat> that's that's the baseball influence. I feel like the mm-hmm. Oakland A's, you know, they kind of brought that to the sure. forefront. And I think you can't really translate that to basketball 100% because in baseball, I don't think chemistry, excuse me, I don't think chemistry on the field, you have to have team chemistry, of course, but chemistry on the field doesn't have to be as on point as it is with basketball because everybody's just in their own, like, you know, there's no like, you know, proximity to where you like have to see movements and all that stuff. I, I mean, I'm not a baseball expert, but like, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, discredit them for, for that because it, it may be, but not to the level of it, basketball. It's for sure. Not on the screen. For sure. Basketball is, uh, you would need more chemistry than baseball, obviously, but, but infielders and outfielders, you need that chemistry of like, Oh, I know this guy's going to get to this ball because I know his speed, whatever. I yeah, know that, yeah. I know that I need to run behind him. He's going to the ball and then, you know, turning double plays, et cetera, et cetera. Like, there I are, feel like, but that's defense. But that's defense. We're talking you offensive, you uh, like analytics. You don't need any uh, chemistry when you're at bat. I feel like there's like, yeah, between the coaches and the runners, maybe fair either though, because I think you need to be more on the string far as basketball defense. Like the rotations have to be on point. Everything versus baseball, you're just literally standing there waiting for the ball to come in your area. Wait, it's not the same with basketball, clearly. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, that's a really good question. What's harder to play defense in baseball or basketball? Um, I feel like basketball is more unexpected, but I mean, baseball to me is like, 
one of one for like the most beautiful sport. Just like in its essence, it isn't complicated. It's yeah. a very simple game. And then I feel like basketball is right under it. I feel like the NFL is extremely forced. Golf is also forced with the rules and to make it interesting. But like the fluidity, basketball and baseball to me are are one and two. Um, but I think it's harder to play. I don't know. I don't know, Boo. I, I don't know. That ball's coming at you really fast on the Bro. on the baseball field. No, no doubt. But I just don't, it's just not a lot of active plays. Like basketball is just constant. It's too constant, is my in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. No, I mean it's nuances to both of them. So I agree. I, I mean, because you can get faked out so easily in 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 basketball. A guy can look you in your eye and just freeze you and then make the pass to a, <laughs> another defender. <laughs> um, it, it's crazy. I just want to know: is CP3 the best point guard in the league? I I'm I'm ready to give him the best point guard since Jason Kidd. I'm trying to think of a better point guard. Than CP3. You're talking about traditional. I'm really curious. Traditional uh, your sense. definition of point guard. Traditional yeah. sense, right? Yeah. The 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 ball in the ball in his hands for majority <laughs> of the game. I would agree. I would have to. It's either him or Steve Nash. It's just about I'd go CP3 in that situation, but it's them two as the two best since Jason Kidd. But, that, but doesn't that better. make him but doesn't that make him point guard by the like the best one by default? Or at sure. least top three by default, because this is just them three, Maybe. J Kidd. Uh, you know, maybe Ricky Rubio. Bro, you got you got Rondo. You got Rondo. I don't know if this. Yeah, no, but we're not. Rondo's a role player. I don't know if this changes the conversation at all. But could you say? Could you ask in a different way? Like, is Chris Paul the best floor general in the NBA? That's fine. We can. We can. We can. I mean, because I think he controls the game better than anyone else in the NBA right but now. then but then we're talking positionless again because I would say you know LeBron is definitely up there I of think course, uh, even Jokic you know should be in the conversation I Luke think he has some ways to go Luca you say uh, yeah man. I got Luca I got maybe Trey Young in that conversation as well why but, not John Morant Luca I don't think John controls the game to the same level as those guys but I agree I think he's a great player. I just don't think, in terms of, if it's on floor general, dominating the ball. Yeah, I he think don't, Jar, Yeah, he don't dominate. Jar's more of a dynamic scorer than anything else. The passing comes off of that. Whereas I think these guys are more, their scoring opens up because of their passing. I think Jar's the other way around. Agreed. This this is oh, completely this. off topic and has nothing to do with the Suns. But I was watching the Bucks like a week ago or two weeks ago or something, and I realized that Giannis is not a very good passer. That's not true. I'm dead no. serious. He was throwing it into That's the stands true. in the third row. That's I was like, what is going on? He's improved, no, no, no. Thing, but he's yeah, not yeah, yeah. elite. The thing is, the thing is with Giannis is he's going so fast. So literally somebody just steps into his way and he has to make those last second decisions. So that's when you see him throw it into the past. But the games where he has 18 assists, this, uh, everybody's like, oh, my God, he's that's a weird take, J.D. I feel like it's not a weird take because. What are the I had, I would have to see though if he's having eighteen assists I would have to see what what are those passes though are those easy well we can just look up his passes? assist to turnover they're, ratio. they're similar to the passes that you're talking about there that go out of bounds for everyone that goes out of bounds there's a lot where he swings it to the corner offhand and it's just just a bullet straight to a shooter so it's just it's about the consistency of him finding theirs but he I, has I, that pass in his arsenal yeah yeah I, I've seen LeBron almost kill somebody in the first row like it <laughs> it happened <laughs> these games happen. <laughs> All right, sorry. These games for sure happen. Sorry, I was about so, to derail um, us for a second. 
when are we going to tell the truth about Jay Crowder? <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> how he keeps popping up on these. I mean, he's been on with Phoenix for for a while, but he's on Miami. Man, he's I've always liked two Jay years. Crowder. Jay Crowder played on the Mavs for a little bit. Oh, he's okay. He he's he's super. He always on a winning type situation. And that's what I was. He that, he that type of player. He's, he's one of those players that only have value on good teams. Yeah. On a bad team. You're, and on a bad team, you're not going to be like, oh, Jay Crowder, let's get him. Like, well, then shout out to his agent because he puts him in those positions, you know, because if he was to be, you know, play for the, I don't know, man, the Magic yeah. or something like that, man, it would it he, would be ugly, I think. He's a, he doesn't play outside of himself. Yeah. I mean, he, he shout just, out to the chat. He is solid to move up. Nasi, he's a solid defender that can guard the three and the four. So, like, that's high value in the league right now. I have a few guys in the league to where I feel like, and somebody brought this up, um, Jay Wan in the chat, to where when I'm watching them live, I never see them make a three-point shot. I said this too. Jay Crowder is one of them. For me, weirdly, Kevin Durant is. And I'm just like, when I have those (laughs) games, like, I'm just about to tune in and just watch KD make all these threes. Mm -hmm. And he goes, like, one for six, and the one that – he made I turn my head to yeah. wipe my baby's mouth yeah. and I'm like what happened? Yeah, that's yeah. actually I've never magically one of those guys. Listen, I have never game. seen Jay Crowder make a three. And that's not to say that he can't make threes, but it's Jack, the same with you and KD. I have never seen Jay Crowder make a three. It's he kills mind boggling. If you want to watch him play the Warriors, we'll hit six. Man, and listen, man, I'm gonna tune in and that'll be the game when where he don't hot, he's hot. If he misses yeah, he's two, lying. if you watch him miss two in a game, you're like, he's not gonna make any shoot threes this game. Hey, yeah, so, if he misses the first one, it's yeah, right. Game. He's got to hit that first one. So for Jay Crowder, um, over uh, just kind of over his career, he played in those two years in Boston where they greatly overachieved. Where Isaiah Thomas had his breakout years, uh, they had Avery Bradley, Al Horford, uh, and they were a good team. He left there, went to went to Cleveland the year that they went to the championship with Braun, two thousand eighteen. Obviously, they lost to the Warriors. Next two years, he plays for the for the Jazz. They go to the playoffs. They make pretty good runs those years as well. That next year, he gets traded to Miami. Ironically, Miami goes to the finals. The next year, ends up signing with the Suns. The Suns, they make that dramatic turnaround. Ironically, out of nowhere, the Suns make a run to the title. So, I mean, to say that Jay Crowder is like, the key piece that turned him around. Obviously, it's 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 a, a lot of Chris Paul, but I think Jay Crowder needs a little more credit than we give. We've been looking at the wrong guys, Ron. It's been Jay Crowder yeah. all along. <laughs> I, guess, I guess it's him. <laughs> <I> ever thought? <laughs> That's great. But, really but, watch it. Watch it. Watch the uh, Suns make it to the finals, win the chip, and Jay Crowder gets Finals MVP. Yeah. That would be crazy. Yeah. On it, <laughs> fire. Yo, really quick. Uh, Shifty, thank you for the sub. E. Nolan, thank you for gifting out five. Um, sorry, Ron, you were going to say something. Um, I, w- I was going to say one thing about Jay Crowder and another thing about Chris Paul as well. A guy that Jay Crowder reminds me of, and I don't think Jay Crowder gets enough credit, but this other guy gets th- gets a great amount of credit. A P.J. Tucker type of guy where you can guard threes, fours, and fives, and you can play small ball with Jay Crowder, but also on the offensive end, spaces the floor in, in, a, in a good way for any team. I think Jay Crowder needs to get more flowers as a two-way player and just as a winning piece. Someone also pointed out in the chat, and I thought it was actually a decent comparison, was that Jay Crowder is what Jeff Green used to be. Does anyone agree or disagree to that? I think Jay Crowder is bad defensively, for sure. I've, I've never been Jeff on the Jeff Green offensively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Green more liable to go get you 25 on a night. But in terms of both sides of the ball, I think Jay Crowder... And- 
And Jeff Green and Jeff Green is more exciting too. I think I, I don't know if that matters much to people, but I think um, you know that helps the narrative when he's you know day in day out, game in game out, he's able to put somebody in the basket on some highlight you know shit. So I think that helps a lot because it draws attention to the team in a positive way and everything like that. You know, I mean, we see it with with the Nets and the Lakers, right? Like they don't really have all these highlights with the Lakers. They have highlights. At least people think they have highlights with the Nets. Kyrie doing what he's doing. KD obviously being box office. That's a bad take, but you know what I'm saying though, right? I got you. I got you. Yeah. You know, highlights don't always equate to, you know, wins and, and all of that. But you get more noticed and people know who yeah, you are. Yeah, definitely, definitely. People because, know Jeff Green. Yeah, because I definitely, when I look back, I will remember Jeff Green. Like in five years, ten years, I will remember Jeff Green and I won't remember Jay Crowder is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Mars, can you touch on what the Suns did in the offseason and what they did during the season? Um, yeah, so in the offseason, they re-signed CP for four years. 120 but the third year is not a full guarantee which is ideal because he's at 45 now um they got cam they got campaign to a three-year deal for 19 mil they got javel mcgee on a one-year five mil deal and then they got a few other pieces they got frank kaminsky on a one year and then no one else really important and then during the season they got Aaron Holiday and Tory Craig on in the deadline, and then they got Bismarck Biombo for the rest of the season, which was a good pickup for them. Can we rank these off-season moves? Who was that best? The, the best cr- signing? I feel like this is gonna Javel. sound crazy. I was gonna say that Euro, and I didn't know if it was gonna sound crazy, but you just—it's not crazy. Javel is a key piece. The Lakers don't win without him. I think the Warriors definitely got a boost with him. That's a three-time champion. I, 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 all that Shaq and the Fool kind of exactly, like hurt him. Exactly. But <laughs> dog, this guy has a motor, you know, and he's a seven-footer with arms that are, you know, I don't know what his wingspan is, like fucking 11 feet or something, yeah. uh, whatever. Touching it, the top of the backboard, standing on the ground. I think he's the best backup big in the league, uh, in my opinion. I mean, he's who you he's who you guys want Drummond to be. So bad. He's so bad. Than Drummond. JaVale got I game, mean, though, too. JaVale can catch Ron, the ball. you said the same thing about Drummond. Drummond you said the same thing about Drummond. I didn't say Drummond had game. I said Drummond can play. I mean, you made it seem like that was, like, the key piece to the... <laughs> it, it, <laughs> what? it is. It, 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 it is what? It, it, it helps them a lot. I mean, here's the thing with, with what I'm saying with the Nets. It's like you got Andre Drummond or you got Nick Claxton. You got a dude that can get you 20 rebounds or you got a dude who barely weighs 20 pounds. Which you like, who do you, who do you want at your center? That, that's the only Cousins. thing I would say. Uh, ben Simmons at the center? That's tough. KD. But nah, Sha- Shaq for sure tried to ruin uh, JaVale's <laughs> career and he's he's hold, he's held a, a big narrative on how people view JaVale. And JaVale really can ball. But you got to remember CP makes, about... big, CP makes bigs look much better than like, they are. Um, yeah, no, that, but it wasn't just. But it, I don't think uh, Javale looks his best with the Suns, and he's played on other teams where, like I said, where he's looked better, and CP wasn't the point guard. Yeah, it's not just Javale, but Bismarck Biombo's looked like a very good NBA player, and he was close to being out of the league this season. He was signing yeah. ten days for Phoenix, and now he's right. looking like a solid ro- rotational player. So you gotta give Javale credit got to three CP rings. He does. That's tough. That's, Good that's, systems, that's though. Tough. 
He's a big DeAndre. contributor. Oh, what, them as well. what do we think about DeAndre Ayton? I think he's key for this team in terms of what they allow. In okay. in terms of scoring inside, he's the majority of all their points in there. And as a rim protector, he's other than Javel, he's pretty much all they've got when he's not on the court. They're allowing quite a few points inside. So I think he's... Is he replaceable, Aiden? Realistically, probably not. I don't think I mean, who could replace him I mean, in the league? Yeah, you you can you honestly gotta, say you could get Jokic, you could get Embiid. Yeah, but that's yeah, not but realistic. That's, that's, that's not realistic. It's not. <laughs> and and they should have paid him this last offseason. They should have gave him that extension because if if somebody throws a bag at DeAndre and he decides to walk away, I don't think this Phoenix Suns team can bounce back and even be a shell of what they are. I mean, who who gonna throw who, the bag? I think Jarrett Allen's in that. I'm DeAndre, not, I mean, he's throwing that bag. Yeah, he's throwing that bag. Somebody yeah, there'll be a team. It. I think apparently Portland are looking at getting him. Who up? He's not Max. No, they, I, don't, I don't. I don't think so. They had a chance to. Ma- oh, you're not saying he's Max? I don't think Aiden's Max. No. I think a team will give him the Max. I think they would, but I'm just saying. I personally don't believe he's a Max player. I wouldn't pay him Max money, but it, it might be a team to pay him. He's you young. Wouldn't? No, nah, I wouldn't pay him Max. Just off of potential, you feel like he has a, a ceiling. Yeah, but I don't think you can have Jay Aiden as the best player in your championship team. Which I guess is what he's assuming max what he would classify as max money. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's multiple teams. I mean, right now, Michael Porter Jr. is the highest paid player on the Sun or on the on the Nuggets. And clearly, he's I mean, we not can't, but player. we shouldn't do we we because we know how crazy that is. So we don't really have to compare it to like, oh, Tobias is max. Just in this situation, I mean, Mars and Boo both made a good point as in DeAndre Aiden, like he's in a perfect situation. If you give him max, you got to have two guys over him that is making max and that are better than him. So how do you win a championship like that? I think I he's the second that... best player. Yeah, CP going forward. gets down. CP good, declines a little bit. And then if D-Book takes another right. step, I think you can right. work with DeAndre Aiden. Mars, oh. Mars, both Should of you guys, up? let's not let yeah, blue up. I, I'm like... Play. Like, let's not do this, right? No, no, this is the same thing as the Cavs argument in five years and Darius Garland the next day went off. And uh, I don't, <laughs> so I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It's like I see into the future. I say, I don't know. Maybe Darius Garland can be better than Jason Tatum in the future. And what is he go put up like 41 and 14? And you guys, if he does that even remotely, <laughs> 30 and 10. <laughs> All right, okay, now let's not get carried away. But 26 and 10. I feel like that's you guys will say that's better than Jason Tatum because you guys Luca does that and you say he's better than Jason Tatum. So I'm ready for you guys to walk back that Darius Garland can be better than Jason Tatum moving forward. I didn't say he no. couldn't be. I still think he can be. I I think he could be too. I just say right now Tatum's better, and that's what I go off of what was going on right now. Like the projection would be hard to do. I would have to know that both or one or the other fell off or something. I don't know that. That. I feel like if they both kept increasing year by year, no, Darius Garland man, takes the better steps. I, I don't man, think so. No. I don't think so. Darius Garland <laughs> will never be better than Jason Tatum in their careers. If they keep ascending wow. at the same pace, I can't see it. Wow. So the then thing, with this Darius logic, Jason Tatum is better than Luka Doncic, right? What? Jason Tatum is better than Luka? No. He's better than John Morant? No. Is he better than John Morant? That's Jason a close Tatum? One. Yeah, is he better I'll, than John Morant? I'll give it to Jason Tatum just because he's more proven than John Morant. And this is this is so John Morant. Want... I think last year was kind of his breakout year, right? And then this year he's just pedal to the metal. Now it's like all eyes on him having an amazing season. But 
you have to wait until next season to see if he continues it. Jason Tatum's uh, so if been Darius doing Garland this. makes that I think same we have to wait jump. until the playoffs, and, you know, to see what he does there. there. You know, that's true. Well, we're too. gonna see everybody in the playoffs too. But I don't, I don't really like with the younger guys. Okay, we know it's about to be an empty stats carnival. Um, they're gonna put up numbers or maybe not. Whatever. I'm just saying, like career wise and just talent wise, I feel like Garland because he plays on the floor. You guys don't give him the credit because it's gonna be very similar to John Morant next year, and I'm taking John Morant over Jason Tatum to start my team. And I feel like a few GMs in the league would agree with me. I mean, and Scotty Pippen. Of course. It depends. It depends. <laughs> Don't make you right, though, Shaq. <laughs> me and Scotty see eye to eye on a lot of things. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they do that because what small guards have really proven they can win, other than Isaiah Thomas and Steph? Mm, Shaq, using your argument against you. No, if you put. It, that's fair, Chris Paul. I mean, I feel like I mean, as far as championship, yeah, what is Jason I was about Tatum to say, he yeah, because John Stockton, if we can bring into the conversation too as a winner, even though you know, yeah, but a, the aim, whatever, a, like, a GM wants to win rings at the end of the day. So if, if only two guys before have proven that they can win a ring, I don't, at I that don't know size. if every GM wants to do that though, Mars. That's that's I, I feel like Boston doesn't, I feel like uh, the Pacers don't. They, they, they for aren't sure doing don't. their job correctly. Shaq, you want to win a, a ring next year, and you could sign I, I either like... Jason Tatum or Darius Garland. Shaq, next JD, year. why'd you even ask this question? Because I just want to hear <laughs> him. This, I want to hear him go against his argument that point guards can't win you championships. No, the fact ah, is, I said Darius Garland. Like, once he's matured, of course, <laughs> I, I got to take. <laughs> I, I got to take Tatum. I don't know. I feel like I feel like long term. If I have both of them in front of me and I'm thinking long term, I'm taking Garland. I am 10 out of 10 times when and I'm pairing him up with Jason Tatum. You're going to have to sign him down the road. <laughs> <laughs> so he can be your best player. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm pairing oh. him up with Zach Levine. I'm trading DeMar DeRozan for Darius Garland right now if I'm a GM. Who's the best player on that team? The Bulls? On which team? Watch Darius that. Garland Watch that. Watch that. Uh, Watch that. Man, you keep putting them in these weird positions. <laughs> Shaq, Z- you Zach the best player on that team. <laughs> I, I feel like Zach Levine's better than Tatum, though. I'm I'm choosing Zach Levine to start my team. No, we know Shaq. We know. Yeah. Yo, Jam Simple, I mean, you guys for getting out five, bro. <laughs> you guys are getting nasty. I really don't understand the hype behind JT. I had one good game. I liked it on Instagram. I actually liked the post. Hold on, are you walking back? back? Didn't you, you just back say back you walk, walk back? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Jack, what's the hype behind Zach Levine? Wait, dude? also, you're going to walk back uh, his efficiency take on the full show. We got to make sure we if, document if, that if, everywhere. If, that, that, no, that's fine. If God split the universe right now and said to put it back together, one of you guys have to be, one <laughs> of you guys have to be efficient. Who are you guys going to choose? Choosing Zach. That's the, that's the question. Yeah, exactly. So if you but that, Zach Levine, that don't make him a better situation. player, though, Shaq. I mean, but that's the argument I always have to have. Like, of course, when I say better player, I always mean better piece. So just hear that every time that I say better player, I'm always speaking better piece. And that's why Clay Thompson is way 10 times more valuable than a Jason Tatum. I think on any team. On any team. As your best player? That, no, I don't think Clay has to be the best player, but he's going to be the best piece on any team. Like, if you take Clay out of that Golden State Warriors situation, they're going to struggle. The same way if you take Draymond out. But the thing is, you can't put Draymond on any other team, and they're automatically championship success or even have aspirations. But if you take Clay 
in let's say let's put them in Dallas with Luca. I promise you they're making it out of the first round. I will put everything that I have that they would finally make it out of the first round. Let's look at the other teams that we can put Clay Thompson on. You put them on Miami Heat. Now they're championship contenders automatically. Would they not be the same with Jason Tatum? No, no, no. That's right. what we've oh, we've sure. we've My, veered. Miami, Miami's a bad example. <laughs> Jason's so good that he would make Miami just. We've incredible. veered too far off the conversation. Let's talk injuries. Um. Well, right now the Suns have CP out for six to eight weeks with a right thumb fracture. Uh, hold on, Mars. Pause right there at Chris Paul. So I just I just want to say that without Chris Paul, the Suns right now are five and three. Um and. I mean, they've played pretty good without him, but who knows how that goes going forward. And let's yeah. and let's focus on the thumb because that is a nasty injury. Mm-hmm. Like that affects everything: dribbling, catching, shooting. Like I don't know what which hand is it? Is it his right. dominant hand? This is or right, right, hand. right hand. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that at all. Do you guys know what an avulsion fracture is? Because I don't know what that is. I just wrote it down. It says right. Let me thumb Google of- it real quick. I don't know if that means something serious or not. I, I swear to you, I've been playing basketball my whole life. Some attached of these to a tendon or ligament gets pulled away from the main part of the bone. Yeah, so that means every time you move it, it hurts. Like he has to do nothing with that hand. It's like in a cast, basically. It's yeah, that doesn't sound ideal. And if it's six to eight weeks, does that mean he might miss the first round? Possibly. I'm a, I would bet on it because uh, what if because he comes he, back and he's in practice and like to me like if I was if I was the coach I wouldn't even let him practice. That's what I was saying. Yeah, well, even be, when I'd he's be, healthy, I'd like be. he's game, he's game ready. You know what I mean? And let's just you know pray to the basketball gods that nothing happens to him or, or that thumb during those games. But I'm not risking even having him in practice. Everything is going to be walked through for him. Yeah, you gotta manage him, especially at his age and his injury history. There's no need I mean, for it him to really matter. be practicing. I, I, I think they can get out the first round anyway. Exactly. Without without him. Who are they going to get? The Pelicans? The Lakers? The Timbers? Yeah, they're, 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 so they're the most likely. I don't yeah. know if they want to play the Lakers. If, if AD can come back, I'm making a bold right, statement. Right. Right I'm, here, I'm here to tell you. I'm here to tell you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm here to tell you they right now. The Lakers without Chris I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers lost the Pelicans. I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers I wouldn't be surprised either. But this is what I'm saying. Without Chris Paul, if I'm the Suns, I don't want to play the Lakers if they have AD. That's all I'm going to say. I hear you. All right. We we have a... Ron, don't say anything else because <laughs> it's going to look like that Lakers defense is doing suicides playing the Phoenix Suns. I don't even want to see Carmelo moving that fast ever. I don't no, want to see I, it. If I'm, if I'm Frank Vogel, Carmelo's seeing his ass on the end of the bench. We Who are you going to put in? Green said about him. I don't Which know. Which was crazy. <laughs> We're about to do no, some I didn't. soul searching. We're about to go to some G League teams. Jalen Green. <laughs> Green said in overtime when the Rockets won that the game plan was just to attack Melo, and that that's how they were going to win the game. And then he ended up with 32. <laughs> and then I look, I, mean, on a, I look on a comment under that same video, and somebody's saying, man, Melo out here moving his feet like he a damn seven-footer. <laughs> and I was looking at it, and he was right. Like, no, I'm like, Melo, you can't move your feet? Like, what, what's going on here? Mars. Yeah. You can't you can't get somebody who's never played defense and expect them to start playing it now. <laughs> Mars. I mean, go ahead, Jack. No, Alperin posted like his highlights to his page from the Rockets. Yeah. He was kind of kind of cooking <laughs> Brian a little. I mean, he was cooking everybody. <laughs> I just looked around and I just double tapped it. I'm like, I'm just off LA right now. Right. Mars, what are what are, 
What are the biggest threats to the Suns? Um, in terms of threats, the only team they have a losing record against is Golden State. And I think they played the Warriors without D-Book in two of those games. They're one and two right now against the Warriors. And against every other team, they're either they've either have a winning record or they split. They split with Milwaukee, for example, but the game they dropped, they didn't have CP or D-Book. So if we're looking at their losses this season, it came to Denver, Portland, Sacramento, the Clippers, Memphis, Boston, Miami, Atlanta, New Orleans, Utah, and then you got the one game to the Milwaukee and the two to the Warriors. They haven't really lost to any playoff Green. rivals. In can we, can we of- talk about Jalen Green for a second? I, I don't know if anybody's watching his movements on the court, but with that body type scares me and those mannerisms on the court. I've what yet to mean? see a player. Like the way that he moves and operates on the court, it just makes me nervous every time I see it. What to me. He needs to pull like from an something. injury perspective? I don't know. It's just the way his shoulders are. And I feel like it's just a bar going through his shoulders. And his like, it's just always just like, jittery and his movements i feel like he's about that i mean I he's a he's a typical he has some plays like a high school player he, there's two exactly. speeds okay. it's either standstill okay. okay. or it's a hundred percent full out sprint like he doesn't know how to be in the middle of that and he doesn't recognize situations where running full speed is the worst thing to do in this Bad. in this scenario yeah, he's not, he's not once funny. he figures that out and that'll be around the same time when he starts to gain weight and put on a little bit of muscle. I think it's going to be scary. So are we looking at Westbrook? No. Yeah, no. I think it's similar to Anthony Edwards. People had the similar issues with him early on in his rookie year as well. And he was struggling a lot. And then he figured it out. And now he's averaging like, what, 23, 24. I think it's going to be a similar growth pattern for Jalen Green. Yeah, I don't think he'll be like the guy ever, but I think he can be like, Six man type of player, you know, at, at a ceiling. Man, y'all mm-hmm. tripping. I think he'd be I, I, I think Jalen Green could be a great scorer. I think, I think he could be. No, a, no, 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 no. Just because I said six man doesn't mean that I'm, you know, mean that that I'm like discrediting like six men, like you know, because look at like I mean Manu, you know what I mean, uh, Jamal Crawford, like who, who else? Clarkson now, you know, I, mean, I a, these I'm are elite guys. Who he reminds me of as a six man, and I think this is his low, lowest. He reminds me of Malik Monk. Is, I'm gonna say J.R. Smith. I think this is his lowest ceiling. Reason being is because J.G. really shoots the shit out the ball, and on top of that, he's crazy athletic. So push come to shove, he gonna be a Duncan three type of guy. I, you know what? what? I don't. I, I see no problem with that. But you made it seem like I'm with the J.R. Smith. Like I'm shitting on J.R. Now, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Which yeah, is yeah. not at all the case. Like I, I rock with J.R. Heavy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lou Will is another one, you know that. That's like those players get respect. I, you know. Okay, all right. Well, then when you say six men, say him type of six men. Those that's what I mean. Players. But that's okay, what I mean. I got you. I got you. I got. But you. I don't. I don't see him panning out to be. Oh, like I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't start my franchise around him right now, even off of potential. I, I don't see that. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, I think he's like there's like three, four rookies in this class who I take over Jalen Green right now. Hey, hey, and Dub, I tell you guys, I try to tell you guys, this is a great rookie class. If if Jalen Green all of a sudden isn't in the top five rookies, then it's some guys out there that got game. For sure. Is this rookie class better than last year's rookie class? Maybe. You got last year Lamelo and Anthony Edwards. We ain't, we I'm haven't sure. seen why we haven't seen Wiseman really. 
Al- Alperin. You had Mobley this year, right? Yeah. Mobley, Barnes, Franz Wagner, uh, Franz Wagner. Forget about K. Yeah, I, Josh I, I, I would say this year better. Jonathan Kaminga. I think it's this year by a mile. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. Um, Man, we we got to start doing redrafts too. Last last With question. The last five years. So we could even go. We could even go back to like 2003. That's one of the best draft classes classes ever. Redraft the lottery. But, no, no, I'm talking about we can just do a draft from the players from the last five years. Yeah, yeah, that'd be. Oh, good. like all in one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can pick from okay. any draft class. Last, okay, yeah. Last question around the Suns, Mars. What uh, what are their reasons for success? Um, the main reason I'd say is how good they are in the clutch. I think. They haven't lost a game all season where they've led going into the fourth quarter and they're the only team that has that level of able to close out games comes from CP and D-Book, what they're able to do. I think just having two elite mid-range scorers is something that is extremely valuable, which is why I haven't counted out the Nets fully yet because being able to score in the mid-range, especially in close games when teams try to take away threes and layups, is something that's key. And in terms of like their record in total, is very similar on the home and on at home and on the roads, which shows that they don't really get phased by crowds and whatever other teams try to throw at them. They're 28 and seven at home and 25 and six on the road. So basically, it's I've just seen a team that's D-book about terrorized, terrorized by a mascot. <laughs> <laughs> terrorized. <laughs> <laughs> It's the little things, man. It's the little things. Well, maybe keep, the, mascot, other, maybe keep the mascots away from him and then maybe they have a chance, but... It, it's always the little things. Yo, <laughs> Bodyguard is, out there. Is there a weakness in the Suns team? Do I we think see... What, what's the, the chink in their armor come playoffs? The only weakness I could maybe say is that in terms of rebounds in their pre-average, I think they're like... I could look. Hold on. Chris Paul's dumb. <laughs> that that's another weakness. His injury. That's that's the that's the biggest injury. Yeah, injury and rebounding for me. They're fifteenth in rebounds per game and sixteenth in terms of allowing their opponents to get rebounds. So they're not a great rebounding team, and I think that's something like when, that you should. That's what a bit of a concern. When CP3 got COVID last year, I'm like, no way, <laughs> like, like, no way. <laughs> you just know something's like, always bound to happen with CP. <laughs> I kind of feel bad for Chris Paul at this point. Like, it's just always something. It is. Like, where, Maybe he has some Kyrie Irving in him a where, little bit. Where does everyone have the the Suns finishing this year? In the finals. 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 Yeah, I'm, uh, I got I got them. I got them in the finals for sure. I got them in the conference finals. I don't see them beating the Warriors. And like I said, if they somehow miraculously face the Lakers <laughs> and Chris Paul's hurt. In AD's playing, I that's a lot of ifs, bro. It's a lot of ifs. I, I think the ball moves better ifs. without CP3 out there. That that's that's I, why I just don't want to see Carmelo mm. running around that fast. <laughs> CP3 in the pick and roll, like it slows the game down. But those young guys out there, okay. they're playing unselfishly. All right, Ron. Good luck. If they don't also, have too, Chris Paul, I don't think they make it to the conference finals. I think they still can beat the Lakers for sure. Also, too, uh, we haven't mentioned his name too much, Mikel Bridges. Uh, this is a dude that we have to give a lot of credit to from last year and this year. 
he's kind of like the uh the Ed Reed of their defense. He like a like the free safety that really kind of does everything. You know, he, he plays the passing lanes, he guards the team's best player, uh, he he shot blocks uh at a at a great rate for somebody at his size. Um, he's always running the floor. He makes open shots. He play makes a little better than people will give him credit for. He's really like the Swiss army knife of the Phoenix Suns that kind of makes them go. And so, you know, we just got to give him his credit as well. He's, he's their ego dollar. Yeah. Facts. For sure. He allows that defense. He's the reason that defense is so good in terms of what he can do in terms of versatility. I've seen him guard Steph and then I've seen him just run around and chase guys off the ball. Exactly. He just, he just does everything. He was in defensive player of the year uh, talks for a second, but, you know, they're only going to give that to a center, really. So Yeah, it's hard for a premier defender to get that, but he's definitely Which an all-NBA defender. He's, he's top five for sure. Does anyone have any final words to say about the Suns? Um, I, I honestly think I feel like they lose in game seven to the Bucks. It's going to be sad. Going to be sad. The Bucks are zapping any team in the East, and I'm willing to put anything on that. Quick zaps, four twos everywhere, four <laughs> ones. Just never seen anything like it. <laughs> sure. It's gonna be real six. efficient. Disappear. Yeah. So we, we everyone thinks it's a repeat Bucks Suns again. Yeah, and a repeat no. outcome. I got Bucks and Warriors. And who'd you have winning that? Bucks and six. Meant to say hey, Warriors. Hey, Mars. First round, Bucks and six. Second round, Bucks and six. Third round, Bucks and six. <laughs> hey, grab the West All Stars. Put them against them in the finals. Bucks and six. All right. And Mitchell, Mitchell in the chat said Nets and seven. If, man, I'm telling you right now, if I see any Nets and seven, you better hope it doesn't go to seven because that means that Bucks are comfortable. <laughs> I don't, and I, I don't, all right. I'll be shocked if the Nets make it to the second round. At this rate, yeah, I, I feel you. All right, let's get up out of here. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, let us know what other team breakdowns you guys want to see. We got a couple couple more scheduled um, that we're going to do, but any other team breakdowns you want to see, let us know in the comments. Uh, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, do all the things, and we will see you. Are we doing the full show tomorrow, Shaq? Uh, next day. Full show is uh, Sunday. Full show Sunday. We'll see you then. Peace out.